got to get into the Word. We've got to know what the Word of God says about us. And one of the things that, that I hold on to myself personally is the Word of God tells us that we are seated with Christ in heavenly realms at the right hand of the Father. And so we've got to begin to look at ourselves. We've got to begin to look at our circumstances and our situations from that position of being seated with God so that we can begin to see things from His perspective. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. And before I introduce my guest today, I want you to think about this. What do you think of when someone asks you, are you walking in your identity in Christ? For some people, that question really throws them off. What does it really mean to walk in your identity with Christ? Well, as you grow in your faith, it becomes more critical to understand who you are in Christ. And that's what Bev Bradley of Remnant Ministries International is going to help us with today. Uh, Bev is based in Brookville, Indiana with her ministry, and she has a speaking and writing ministry, and she's going to talk about her book today, If God Can Find David, Discovering Your Kingdom Destiny. So Bev, we welcome you to Charisma Connection. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you. And you and your husband, Sid, formed Remnant Ministries in 2002. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your vision for the ministry. Well, our vision for the ministry is that when we first formed Remnant Ministries, we were doing a lot of conferences, mostly in the Cincinnati area, but also in Detroit and Indianapolis and various places. And, um, We were having a lot of guest speakers, well-known guest speakers come in, and really the whole point of that was to begin to sow into this region and, um, you know, for just to um, bring people in that we felt like could uh, have an effect on the atmosphere of the region. And so um, that was kind of the beginning of it, and and, uh, my husband is a worship leader, and so we we just have felt that the Lord had called us to um, to to take take His word uh, to the nations, really. Even though we haven't done a lot of that in recent years, but um, through through worship and the word, I'm a speaker and he's a worship leader, and so it works nicely together. Yes. Well, tell me about the spiritual atmosphere of that region and and why you felt called to address that. Well, um, at the time, when we first began doing those conferences, um, it was, there's very much of a religious spirit and just um, really just uh, an atmosphere of of people not knowing who they are in Christ. And and, um, I don't know if you, do you know what I mean when I say just kind of a religious spirit? Yes, I do. Um, Not necessarily following the Bible, not necessarily understanding um, individual destiny, but just doing what you've been taught to do or doing what you've been told to do or, you know, doing things for the wrong reasons and that type of thing. And um, so we just felt that um, we needed to bring in some people that could begin to speak to that, to that, those situations and um, cause people's eyes to be opened as to who they are in Christ. 
Mm-hmm. Well, many times we grow up with a faith in our household, and it just becomes kind of part of us, but it's not really, you know, we, we go to church, we do the whole routine, but it's not really a strong relationship with Christ and being led by the Spirit. So I think that's what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. So what kind and of— I personally—I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I personally grew up in one of those households where religion was part of our upbringing, but not necessarily relationship with Jesus. Mm. And I think that's the difference, is you can be brought up in religious activity, but not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what we want to make sure people are walking in, is that personal walk with God. Absolutely. So what kind of fruit are you seeing from your ministry? Well, um, we, we just recently, uh, we had kind of laid everything down for a season and helped our son plant a church. Hmm. And um, we just recently begun to get back out there again. And um, a lot of the fruit that I see is just um, most well, we see we see healings if we get the opportunity to pray for the sick, if we get the opportunity to pray. You know, we've had surgeries canceled and things like that because of just testimonies of God healing shoulders or healing knees, and people have canceled their surgery. So we're seeing that type of fruit. But we're also just seeing people just come into a deeper relationship and just walk away with a hunger for God that they may not have had when they came in. Um, and just that type of thing, just people wanting to go deeper, people wanting to just um, really fulfill what they're called to do as a son or a daughter of God. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So I see that Remnant Ministries has a uh, motto or a tagline, Discovering Your Kingdom Destiny. And that's also on your book, the subtitle of your book. So can you tell me how Kingdom Destiny kind of ties into our topic of identity in Christ? Well, you know, there's no one set formula, obviously, for any of, of these things. But uh, one of the things that I've discovered is that finding our true destiny in God is not so much what we're supposed to do for Him, uh, but more importantly, it's who we are supposed to be in Him. And I think God cares more about who we are than what we do, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, we we have to remember we're not of this world. You know, things are going to happen. We live in a fallen world. People are going to get sick. You know, there's going to be need. There's going to be, you know, brokenness because we live in a fallen world. But as believers, we have to remember we are not of this world. You know, we are of another kingdom, and so that whole idea of kingdom destiny has to do really with Jeremiah 29, 11, where God said, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And um, so that's really the underlying, just beginning to know who you are in Christ, because I, I believe God ha- has a blueprint for each of our lives that was drawn by his very own hand. And he set in place the plans and purposes of heaven for us before the foundations of the earth. And, um, you know, I, I believe when we're born, we're, we're pregnant with God's best for us. We're pregnant with um, the destiny of God that is his best for us. 
but the enemy knows this, so the enemy comes along and and you know in and when we're children and begins to sow seeds of doubt and begins to plant uh circumstances and situations in our lives that bring confusion and distrust, and so we get a little dirt thrown on us here and there in this journey called life, and um we end up forgetting. And we end up forgetting what we're called to as believers, that we're called to be victorious overcomers. And we end up kind of living out, it seems, more more the enemy's plan than we actually live out God's plan for us. Mm. And we sure don't want to do that. So no. your, your book has an unusual title, If God Can Find David. Could you fill us in on why you named it that way? Well, that name actually came, I believe, directly from the Holy Spirit, um, because I, I it was one particular day, I was just relaxing in my pool, we just have an above-ground pool in the backyard, and I'm just laying out there relaxing, just kind of meditating on the Lord, just talking to Him in my heart, not really out loud, but just in my thoughts, I was just talking to the Lord, and I was thinking about all the things I've seen in my spirit over the years and just thinking about various words that God had spoken to me about my life and what I believed he had shown me that the church should be walking in and that we would be walking in. And I was just sitting there saying, God, how can all of these things that I see in my spirit, how can these things possibly come to pass? And God spoke these words to me. He said, if I can find David on the back side of the field tending a sheep and set him up as the next king of Israel, don't you think I can find you in Brookville, Indiana? I mean, <laughs> those were his exact words. And, of course, my answer to that was just this, yes, yes, Lord, you know where I'm at. And in that split-second moment with God, I knew he knew me, and I knew he knew my heart. I knew he had a destiny for me that was bigger than I was. And But instantly, when, when God spoke that word to me, if I can find David, I felt the Holy Spirit just say, there's your book. And I knew instantly that that was the title of the book. And, and basically what it means is if God can find David and set him up as the next king of Israel, rest assured he knows where you are. Nothing in your life takes him by surprise. And, and, and he has a plan. He knows our hearts. He knows where we are. And he has a plan that's bigger than we are. And we just need to, we need, as sons and daughters of God, we need to learn how to just rest in that. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, God, God knows where we are, and he notices our condition, and he knows where he wants to bring us to, that's for sure. So, yeah. you know, some of us, we grew up a, a certain way, you know, maybe we had a parent or even a boss uh, later in life who labeled us negatively. How can we move past that and begin to walk in our own new identity in Christ? Well, I mean, one of the ways we can move past that, of course, people have got, we've got to get into the Word. We've got to know what the Word of God says about us. And one of the things that, that I hold on to myself personally is the Word of God tells us that we are seated with Christ in heavenly realms at the right hand of the Father. And so we've got to begin to look at ourselves. We've got to begin to look at our circumstances and our situations from that position of being seated with God so that we can begin to see things from his perspective. And, you know, one of the things God has shown me, and even more so in recent years, the last couple of years, 
it's just become a part of my everyday language almost is that the work of the cross is a finished work. And Jesus has already done everything he's going to do. You know, he died on the cross. He, he, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He, and the word says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And so we have to begin to come into this truth of this incredible exchange that took place the day Jesus died on the cross. Because in essence, what he was saying is, you know, give me your fear and I'll give you my peace. Give me your sickness, and in exchange for that, I'll give you my healing. Uh, give me your hurt, and I'll give you my comfort and wholeness. I mean, basically, the finished work of the cross is Jesus saying, you give me everything you are, however broken, however beaten, however damaged you may feel, and in exchange for that, I will give you everything I am. And and as we trust God to do that, and we trust the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth, which the word says that he will do that, then uh, we can let go of the past because Jesus lets go of the past. He says, I remove your sins as far as the east is from the west, not, and I don't even remember them anymore. And so if Jesus and God can, can not remember our sins and not remember our past, then we can do ourselves that same favor and just let go because what man says, the labels man put on us, is not the label God put on us. And we have, but, but we have to know what the Word of God says, so we know what God says about us, and 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 just let that what the Word says override the things you've heard your whole life, or the you know words that have been spoken over you, hurtful things that have happened to you. Um, we just have to let the truth of God's Word just override those things. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's bring this home a little bit, Bev. Uh, what, did, what did you learn about your own identity and how it impacted the way you think about yourself as a born-again, spirit-filled believer? Well, I began to learn about identity um, when my son, who I, I almost hate to give his age because it's going to seriously age me, <laughs> but... Um, when he was just two years old, my husband adopted him, mm-hmm. and uh, that that story is a whole other story, which I won't go into, but um, what God spoke to me, when we went through that legal process of adoption, um, what God spoke to me, uh, I could, well, what he began to speak to me was that in the natural realm, when you're adopted, you're taken from one family and you're placed in another family. And uh, your name changes, your inheritance changes. Everything about your life is becomes different when you're adopted. And he began to speak to me, if it's that way in the natural, how much more is it that way in the spirit? Because in the spirit realm, as adopted sons and daughters of God, uh, not only are we taken from one family to a new family and placed in a new family and given a new name, we are taken from one kingdom and placed in another kingdom, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And I remember one time the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was 26 years old. I had been uh, in, a, in a conflict with a family member, and um, I, I, I said some things that I was so ashamed of. And I had already been a born-again spiritual believer for seven years. So uh, it, it wasn't really like I was a new Christian, but I was so hurt and still so wounded and so angry, and I sit on the edge of my bed crying out to God. 
And here's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and this turned, literally turned my life around. And I share this in so many places where I go because for me it was so life-changing. But he said to me, he said, you can no longer use your past as an excuse for who you are today. And then he spoke that scripture verse to me out of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And he said, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I mean, it was like just this river of God's love began to wash over me and just began to take all that anger and all that hurt that I had bottled up inside of me, even as a Christian. And uh, it was as if the Lord were saying, do you believe in the power of the cross? Do you believe in the power of my shed blood to set you free? And I, I knew that day I would never be the same. And so when God spoke that to me, old things are passed away. I mean, as as sons and daughters of God and as uh, when we talk about identity and we talk about our inheritance, you know, we have to realize that um, – Scripture verses like no weapon formed against me will prosper and every tongue that rises against me in judgment will be proven to be in the wrong. Those things like that are part of our inheritance. Having the mind of Christ, being able to see things from God's perspective is all part of our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. And if we could really begin to understand what's been provided through the cross, what's been provided through you know, his resurrection, through the shed blood of Jesus, all of these things, then we, we, we would be able to lay down our path, lay down our false identities, and begin to pick up the identity of Christ and put on the identity of Christ. And really, that's what we're called to do. And that's how the world is going to know who Christ is. That's how the world will know God is through the church being the church mm-hmm. and walking out their identity in Christ. Well, you have a great testimony there, and it sounds like the Holy Spirit really does speak to you. That's wonderful, Bev. Would you pray for our listeners as they close that they might understand more about their identity in Christ? Absolutely. Father, we just come before you today in Jesus' name, and I pray for every single listener right now. I pray for their hearts, that their hearts would be open to receive your truth, God. I pray that every heart would be open to know who they are in Christ. And, God, that you would begin to reveal to each one just a a, a deeper understanding of your love. And, And to know that through Christ, we can walk through every door we, we don't have to say we don't measure up. We don't have to say we're not good enough, God. I ask you to break those lives off of people right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, I thank you that you, you want your extraordinary power to flow through your ordinary people so that, so that the world around them can see the work of God and, and see the love of God. And I just pray right now for each listener that they would begin to walk out the reality of the revelation that you've given them about who they are in Christ. And, Father, we just receive your love today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy that's new every morning. We give you all the glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Bev. Thanks for that uh, beautiful prayer. And as we close, we want to give people your website. So what is that website? Um, it's Bev, B-E-V, Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y dot com, BevBradley.com. 
Okay, and there they can find more information about uh, you and your husband and your ministry, Remnant Ministries International, and your book, yes. If God Can Find David, Discovering Your Kingdom Destiny. So thank you very much, Bev, for being our guest today on Charisma Connection. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed having you, too. And I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. And be sure to check out charismamediaaudio.com and also cpnshows.com to learn more about our other podcasts. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. <laughs>